Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. In today's episode, Lynn Baber interviews Jan Brookhart about the diverse ways she uses her gifts for God. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is Lynn Baber, and welcome to another edition of Creatively Christian Podcast. And I am so thrilled to have as my guest today, Jan Brookhart. She is the founder of the Foundation Association, a ministry of encouragement, especially for pastors and their families, as well as a women's support network. She's been featured across the nation as both speaker and singer in such places as the Crystal Cathedral of Garden Grove, California, Fourth Presbyterian Church of Bethesda, Maryland, and Angelus Temple in Los Angeles, California. As a former college dean of students, youth pastor, and campus life staff, Jan considers herself fortunate to have assisted many students in finding answers to life's most difficult questions. Variety and versatility do describe Jan's life. Her experience ranges from singer, recording artist, actress, marketing public relations director, and entrepreneur, to youth pastor, college dean of students, counselor, and author. She writes children's books, poetry, and apologetics as well as life stories. Jan, welcome to Creatively Christian. Thank you, Lynn. It's so nice to be with you. I'm honored. I don't even know where to start with you. My ah. goodness. I mean, you know, we chatted before we got started, and you know that the audience that's listening to us right now or watching us, they're people who have some creative gift and they want to use it to serve the Lord. They wonder what they're doing. And my goodness, you have done that in so many different ways. Um, how do you think we should start in talking to these people? Because my goodness, with your background, we could start in about 70 different places. <laughs> well, you know, I asked the Lord years ago uh, when I was struggling with, what do you want me to do, Lord? And I was just asking him that, what do you want me to do, Lord? And he said to me, what do you want to do? Oh, and I gave him a list of a few things that I like to do. And he said, well, do it. And I'm kind of going, that's it. That's simple. Do it. Okay. And so I, at, at that point, it, it began a singing, a singing ministry. And uh, I was actually in my car driving, driving home from a long trip when I, when I asked him that when we were having this conversation. Uh, which I do. I have private conversations with the Lord in the car sometimes or wherever. And um, sometimes we have to listen back. That's, I think, a big problem. We don't take time to listen. We're always talking, we're asking, and then we rush on to whatever else we're doing. And we got to take those times that's to a, be still, a to know that he's God, to listen. That's a fabulous point, Jan. Thank you for making that because I think that's where it begins. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that thing where, where the Lord gives you peace about something. And, you know, I find sometimes people make comments to me similar to what you did. Oh, you can do all these things, you know, whatever. And I go, hmm, whatever. But 
everybody has a gift. Everybody has a talent. And usually people miss it because it's the easy thing for them to do. The thing that they feel, oh, anybody can do that. No, they can't. And, you know, those things that we sometimes dismiss because they're the easy things for us, those are the very gifts that the Lord has put in your heart and that he has, that he has given you to bless other people with. That is good. You, know, you, you, you may be, you may think, I can't do anything but bake bread. I love to bake bread. Okay, do it to the glory of God and think about who needs that, that loaf of warm, wonderful bread, you know, or who can you teach to make that? You know, who can you teach to, to, so that things carry on? Yeah. So um, I, I just, I absolutely love that because, you know, I, I think that's really uh, a way of looking at skills and talents and gifts from the Lord in a way that you don't hear talked about because it's easy. Mm -hmm. We don't give it much value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're a gifted horse trainer. Get me with that horse. I'd probably get trampled, but <laughs> you know, that's a gift that you have. And you've learned from that and you've shared it with other people and other people have, have learned to ride and to do wonderful things with horses through you. And that was a gift that impacted their life. It's a, it's a gift. Yeah, it was. When, when did you first acknowledge? Now your dad was a pastor, right? Right. When did you first really know that you were using, you were combining a creative talent you had to serve when when that melded with your faith well i have to tell you Lynn, i being a preacher's kid i was like five years old i was in my dad's church in montgomery alabama we had a guest speaker and that speaker can make me cry that speaker asked very specifically in a wonderful sermon who wanted to give their life to the lord well, I was a preacher's kid. I thought, well, doesn't that, you know, I kind of, oh, I was kind of embarrassed. I didn't want to, you know, I knew it was something that each person had to do individually. But I was like five years old and I thought, well, they're going to think I'm kind of silly if everybody sees that's a preacher's kid. Why is she raising her hand? Why is she saying, I want to give my life to the Lord? Isn't she already a Christian? Was she not a Christian? You know, <laughs> but I knew it had to be personal. It had to be something that I did myself. And I did it at five years old. And I knew what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was doing. And at that point in my life, we hadn't done too much yet uh, talent-wise or music-wise or anything, although I came from a very musical family. My parents were both musical. And my parents had met doing uh, radio shows, oh, doing wow. musician stuff when they were when they were young people. And um, so, because there wasn't any television back then, boys and girls. <laughs> anyway, um, as dad was a pastor, our family just naturally became the special music. And so we started singing, uh, doing duets and quartets and trios and solos and everything when I, was, when I was a kid. And one thing that my mom always impressed on me was, well, both parents did, both, both my parents, but especially mom. Um, was that it wasn't about me. It was about serving the Lord. And I have to tell you, there were times 
um, when I was tired or I didn't feel like doing, getting up there and singing and whatever. And I could set it apart because of what my mom and dad had impressed on me of saying, this isn't about me, this is about the Lord. And I sing as unto him. And if I can think of singing to him, not to the people, but mm -hmm. singing as, as an offering of worship to him. That's then, another, oh, Jan, that's another wonderful point. And it is, it, you and I talked about this a little bit before we, we got onto the air. Yeah. That it really is all about him. And you were mentioning a book you're reading that centers on Ecclesiastes in a very uh, creative way. <laughs> yes. That tells us if what we're doing is not serving the Lord, then it's just so much fluff in the wind. It really is. And, and uh, the older I get, the more I realize that the fame and the uh, accolades and all the stuff that people so yearn for. And I understand that. But the Lord is keeping track. And He knows. He looks at our hearts and He knows what we're doing and why. And He'll bless that. He'll bless that in ways that we don't know. I, I love the I love the movie Pay It Forward. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. But you know, the little kid comes to the end and he thinks his project, he thinks his experiment didn't work. And it did work. It went all over the place. And he didn't know. And that's what happens with our lives. We don't get to know the results. Sometimes the thing you say or do or the seed that you plant or that help that you gave somebody when they were down and out or when they were just so discouraged, that may be the thing that saved their lives. And you know, and you never know it because there's so many ways to go with you. Uh, you, and I, <laughs> you and I met at a Christian writers conference in July of 2019. Right. And it's just like, you know, there's just like the spotlight that was on you and I went, her. <laughs> I did the same with you. <laughs> you know, I guess that's how it works. Anyway, yeah. not only of course, are you a singer, but you're an author. Yeah. I want to get into that just a little bit because there's okay. two things I want to share with the audience. One, because this is just, this book is hand in the cookie jar. So you can get this on Amazon along with everything else. But I, this is just like from the introduction and it will give you an idea of where Jan goes. <laughs> Here we go. Good morning. This is God. I will be handling all of your problems today. I won't be needing your help. Can you conceive of starting each day with that message? Most of the time, we live our lives as if we think he needs our help, like he hasn't quite figured out how to make the world work yet. So often, we take matters into our own hands either to help ourselves or to help him. That's when things get interesting. I hope you enjoy the following true stories from my life. Sometimes he has to tell me to take my hand out of the cookie jar. <laughs> and you have some of the most creative stories in here, and they are fun. But then you, you also have a project coming up, and I want to just share this with the audience because it's not singing, 
and it's not really writing, but it's taking your performance ability and a message that matters and sharing it in a very unique way. And C.S. Lewis is involved, so tell <laughs> us about that. Yes, he is. Uh, one of my favorite authors and my son's favorite author as he was growing up, we read the Chronicles of Narnia. And if you all haven't read those books, please get them and read them. But what I'm working on is this coming spring is to uh, begin reading those books on uh, my YouTube channel. And um, I do it with a British accent and character voices and stuff like that. So share, like share some of that with us, just a snippet here. <laughs> okay. The beginning of the first book starts like this, if I can remember. Once there were four children whose names were Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy. This is the story about something that happened to them when they were sent away from London during the war because of the air raids. They were sent to the house of an old professor who lived in the heart of the country, 10 miles from the nearest railway station and two miles from the nearest post office. Oh, <laughs> anyway. That's going to be such fun. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. The stories are fun. And then, and then character voices and stuff. It's a lot of fun. And, and what I'll do is I'll read a series, like I'll read um, probably a chapter and we'll do a chapter at a time. And, and it'll probably be a weekly thing. Now for, for me, what that, what that sounds like is providing access um, you know, people today, they're, especially young people, they're so, they're born into the swipe generation. They know how to take a screen and swipe across it to get content, to get right. input. And this brings something amazing and powerful and a gift to a totally new audience. But what was, what inspired you to do this? Well, I know your I son. Yeah, I guess it would be my, my son, because um, I was introduced to the books back uh, by, by college students, really. And um, yeah, some college students were studying it at a church where I was, on, uh, I was on staff. And so I began to look into them. And then when my son was of age where he could appreciate them, which was pretty young, he was about, I think, eight, maybe when we started reading these. And, uh, and he just loved the books and I would read them to him. And then he wanted me to go to his school and read them to the kids at school and <laughs> whatever. So. so from something so simple, and this I think is something that, you know, for those of you who are listening, this is something that I, I have found in my own life. And we, we actually see it in the Bible as we, as we follow characters through their lives. And as Jan just said, something that, she was exposed to through her job. And then by reading it to her son when he was small, that, that seed does grow. And now something that was, you know, maybe so normal, all of a sudden there's that creative tap. And now Jan is going to be bringing that to a new generation in a whole new way. Yeah. So I have another question for you, Jan. Yeah. Okay. So this, I haven't telegraphed any of these to you, but I'm going to say, you know, what was probably your greatest surprise um, in a good way or maybe a not so good way as you moved your, your career forward, as you took your gifts and your talents and brought them to people? Hmm. You know, I guess I'd have to say that um, 
pretty much every job and every change of, uh, you know, whether it's use of talents or, or whatever, has, it's almost been a surprise. It's almost been, you know, like, you can see, it's not something that I worked to get. It's something the Lord brought to me that just kind of, a, oh, do what? <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, it really, it really has been kind of one of those things that uh, the Lord has moved me into these different situations. And he, interestingly, talking to a, a, a horse breeder, um, when I had that conversation with the Lord in the car about what do you want me to do and, and, and all that kind of stuff, I had in my mind that I was going to do one specific thing, you know, just, just, just point me one direction, Lord. I want to go like a, like, uh, like a racehorse. Okay. Yeah. Make me, you know, a racehorse. I can go in that one direction. And he said, no, you're more of a wild horse. And I want you to buckle your seatbelt and follow me mm. because I'm not just putting you in one place. I'm not just doing one thing. You're going to be over here doing this and then I'm going to move you over there and do that and whatever, not giving any specifics, but just getting that in my head where I could be satisfied with that. He says, for some people, I set them on a track and that one track and that's where they go. And that's good. That's where they're supposed to be. But for you, it's not going to be that way. And I think that's why it's so important to listen to the Lord for the individual thing that he gives us. You know, that, that, that just is really such an interesting point, Jan, because um, I know people that go, that have followed, you know, the one, my husband, for example, he, he did one thing for all of his career yeah. and he, he was fabulous. He just kept growing with it and growing with it. And yeah. then I had all these different careers. Yeah. Um, for me, I know that the reason God kept changing it is because you know, my life, my whole life has always been there, but for the grace of God go I. And it's, there have been so many times in business or politics or being known publicly or just whatever it was that I was on the cusp of becoming someone. And I think he said, no, it's time to take you to someplace else where you're nobody again, lest I be tempted into thinking I was someone. You know, that's exactly right, Lynn. Yeah, I agree with that. And he, particularly some of us A-type personalities, or type A personalities, whatever you say. Um, yeah, it's, we really, we're, we're going to take that bit. We're going to go and we're going to rise to the top and whatever. You know what? It don't matter. <laughs> if you're doing what the Lord wants you to do, He'll put you where you are and with the people that you need to be with. You know, I often think of uh, Billy Graham gave a lot of um, credit to his Sunday school teacher mm. for setting him on the right path. And we don't know who it is that we're influencing, whose life we're touching with what individual thing. And, um, it's it's part of that pay it forward thing. I had just I had just watched that movie with my dad when he was getting quite elderly. He was you know he's in his eighties, and he looked at me one day and he was usually a very up kind of person. And so this was kind of surprising to be said to me, you know, Jan, 
sometimes I just wonder if my ministry has meant anything to anybody. And I, it made me, it just made me sad and it took me back. And I said, dad, I mean, just if you look at your kids, if nothing else, you know, I know your ministry has meant a lot to a lot of people, but he, you know, he didn't know. Well, at that time, so I left the house that day and I prayed as I got in my car, Lord, would you show him? Mm. And that next week, he got a phone call from a man. Oh, my word. This was someone who had been uh, an 11-year-old boy in our church in Montgomery, Alabama, who had been thrown from his horse. Mm. And he was trying to jump a fence. And the horse balked and threw him into a barbed wire fence. And his arm was severed at the shoulder. And I was, I was that little five-year-old girl then who had taken, just given my life to the Lord. And I'm praying, oh, Lord, can you sew it? Can you have him sew it back on or anything? What? Oh, poor Richard, he's lost his arm. You know? Well, they were not able to repair that arm. And Richard, you know, went through his life without, without that arm. But that next week, dad gets a phone call. And it's, and the person on the other line says, Dr. Sanders, do you remember me? This is Richard Bond from your church in Alabama. And dad says, of course I remember you, Richard. And he says, well, I just called to tell you what a difference you have made in my life. And dad, you know, was just flabbergasted because this is, this has like been over 50 years since they have had any contact at all and he said well tell me about your life Richard and he said well I'm a um, actually I'm a rocket scientist for NASA <laughs> and you know you say you don't have to be a rocket scientist okay well he was and he you know figured out different calculations for you know for NASA and he said I have a wonderful wife and, and kids and everything but he said the thing that I that I wanted to tell you about was that you changed my life when you came into my hospital room and my arm had been severed you put a sign at the end of my bed that said not somehow but triumphantly and he said i want you to know that became my life motto not somehow but triumphantly and he said i i told my prosthesis, the guy who, who has the shop where he gets his prosthetics, he says, I told him about that. And he made a big sign that says, not somehow, but triumphantly, and put it over his counter where people come in to get their prosthetics. And you just never know where something goes. But, okay. yeah. Tell your dad right now, I'm writing that down. Okay. <laughs> now, here we are. We're, we're recording this live. It's like... Pastor, I'm writing what Dan, what Dan, what you told him, what you wrote on his bedside, however many yeah. years ago. Yeah, however many years ago. Yeah, it was probably 70 years ago now. Uh, not somehow, but triumphantly. And that is a beautiful motto, whether, whether you have some deficiency like that or not. But, you know, we look at people like Johnny Erickson and look at her artwork. Oh, my word. And she paints with a brush in her mouth. Incredible. And, and I think that's truly the best gift is that is available to everyone. It isn't necessarily the creative talent that, that God gave you. Um, but it is to take the vision 
that he has for you yes. and to own the vision. And, and that's what your father gave Richard. He gave him the vision that had to come through him from God. Right. And, and to be that conduit. And that's just one story out of, I'm sure are so many. Yes. Uh, and oh, oh man, there's just so many ways to go here. That takes us back again to Ecclesiastes that it is, it is what your relationship with the Lord is that determines the outcome of your life here, no matter if you're famous or you're if a rocket scientist. Yeah. And even when you don't think that your pitiful gift, and it's, it's, it's the holiday season as we're recording this, but I think of the drummer boy. Yeah. You know, I have nothing, yeah. but yet you have everything. Yes. Yes. And you have no idea what that gift, how that gift is touching somebody else. Take the little bit that you have and do whatever you can with that and know that God will bless it and multiply like he did the loaves and the fishes. That little kid, look at the little kid in the crowd. He had five loaves and two fish or two fish and five loaves. Yeah. And, and the Lord, look what the Lord did with that. You know, you just never know. You know, I think a sign that would be good for a lot of creative people because, you know, going into any business, whether it's a creative business or one that's very product driven, even if it's, you know, shoelaces, mm -hmm. is, is, is to write this down and, and meditate on this regularly that let God bring the increase. Yes. Don't, don't sit there and do your, this is what I have to produce in order to. If right. Absolutely. Yeah, if God puts you to it, he is going to make you able to bring it through, yeah. even if you don't see. And my goodness, you know, isn't the Lord good to bring so many things back? Yeah. So now I'm going to segue again, because okay. I, they're just things, Jan, I want to share with our audience <laughs> okay. that are so unique. When we were at the Montrose Christian Writing Conference a couple years ago, there's, there's a Thursday night where opportunity where you stand up and you could do your, whatever it is that you do, you could read out of your book or whatever. You didn't read out of a book. No, you walked up there. Just Jan stood up from the audience, got out of her chair, walked to the front, stood in front of the microphone. There was no music. There was no special lighting. And you did a speech that Mary Magdalene could have spoken. And I just sat there because it was if somehow the world shrank and there was no distraction, there was nothing on the outside, there was just the heart of Mary Magdalene pouring itself in front of my eyes. Tell us about that. Oh, well, you know, when when I, I was on a church staff in, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and the pastor there had actually done a lot of work in Hollywood and, and stuff, and he wanted to do a production at Easter. And he asked me, would I write something? Would I do something? I didn't know what to do. But the Lord gave me this. And he said, Mary Magdalene. And put yourself in her shoes and what she was feeling and experiencing. And so that's what I, that's what I did. And I think that's, that's the key to any kind of, any kind of drama or any kind of um, 
soliloquies or anything like that. We have to say, Lord, show me what was happening. Show me who this person was and how they felt. And, and then, we, then you can express it. It's not, it can't be a, it can't be a phony thing or a, um, uh, well, just something that we fantasize. Right. But something that the Lord really opens our eyes to what that person was probably feeling or thinking and what they experienced and the transformation and the going from being a demon possessed, uh, just totally distraught person to being that friend of Jesus that was so loved and that was with him and him with her at tremendously difficult times and, and, and totally transforming her life. And that was one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen. And it just showed me the possibility of what can happen. Well, that's another thing we want to do on YouTube. <laughs> that's another. Because yeah. you yeah. know, I have been going, come on, Jan. I want yeah, to I know. I know. <laughs> so, yes, you've inspired me. Kind of like, so that was, I mean, that was inspired. And every, every person who has some creative gift that they use for the Lord, or even if they don't, um, they know what it's like to be inspired, to have something just rush through them and somehow it's expressed by whatever it is that they do. But what I want to ask you about is this. I mean, you've had regular jobs. You, yeah. had, you mentioned there were times you didn't want to get up and sing. Yeah. And there are times when if you're a writer, you stare at the blank page, but you have promised people, whether you have a deadline or your audience says, I know that, that this is going to be showing up every Tuesday at 10 and I, and I'm sitting here looking at this going, okay, it's nine 30 and I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so in moments when creativity stalls or is on hiatus or takes a coffee break, you know, what can you share with the audience about those moments? Oh, you know, sometimes you really do just need to take a break and take a rest and, and, and say again, say, Lord, you know, I have this on my heart and I know that you put it there. So I'm going to come back and talk to you about this again in three days in a week and you know, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Um, or there are times just in the quietness that you just, you just sit there. Sometimes you're trying to think too hard. Sometimes it's a thing of just letting it flow. You know, I, I have times where I, I don't know if other people do this, but it's really helpful to me. I will have what I call conversations with the Lord where I get out a tablet and my pen and I just write what I'm thinking. I just like, instead of praying it out loud, I, I write it down and I'll write all my thoughts and I just, telling whatever. And sometimes it's not good. <laughs> sometimes I'm upset or I'm frustrated, you know, and I, and I just let it flow. And then I listen for him and I, and I write back just what, just, just that flow and what he's saying to me. And he, very often he asks me questions and he says things that I know it's not me thinking that up because I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but, but that, that flow comes and I get direction from those conversations with him and you can write them down. You don't have to write them down, but just that quietness with the Lord and the, and the time of, of 
praying and saying, Lord, I need to hear from you. I believe you've put this on my heart and I'm just going to be quiet before you. And when you, and I'm going to trust you to empower me and to inspire me at the right time. And I, and I promise you, I'll be faithful when you do. Oh, that's, that is good. Yeah. What a, what a great reminder that sometimes the pressures are worldly driven mm -hmm. and we always have the, the one source to go to. And if truly the creativity of something that God wants to press through you for his purpose, because I believe that we all have the same purpose and that's bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth today. That's right. so we're, we're starting to run out of time and I, oh. I hate to have to wrap this up. But I just want to tell the audience that Jan Brookhart, we're going to have show notes from her. So you'll be able to get a hold of her. You'll be able to listen to her sing on YouTube. And I'm hoping soon you can listen. You can share the Chronicles of Narnia or maybe a soliloquy. Yes. Uh, just, there's just so many good things coming. Jan, share if you would, you know, just one last thought. This, I know that you've worked with young people and people of all ages but for those who are, you know, they're not standing on firm ground yet. Just what's a, just a parting thought you'd like to leave with them? Well, I guess the thing that I would tell you is that I have, I've been through a lot in my life. It hasn't all been nice. You know, you heard the little, the little bio and that's some good stuff. There's been a lot of bad stuff. There's been a lot of hard stuff. And I can tell you that God is faithful and there is no person, there is no family member. There is, there's nothing that you can lean on like leaning on the Lord and to find, to be able to say to him, all right, Lord, just as an experiment, if you don't believe, Lord, I'm going to give you my life. I want you to wash me clean. I'm going to start over again. And fill me with your spirit. Fill me with who you are. I want to be, I want to be joined to, to you and walk with you. And I'll see what you do in my life. Um, just that understanding and that confidence that it is through him that we live and move and have our, our being. He's the creator. He knows. He knows us. And he knows all the stuff going on. He knows what we can do, what we can't do, what he wants us to do, what he doesn't want us to do, you know, whatever. He's, he's the author of it all. So relax. I guess that's, that's the message. Relax that's, and trust. Relax and trust. Relax and trust. That's a wonderful way. Positive Jan, confidence. I'm sorry. Repeat that. I was saying positive confidence. Positive confidence. Not somehow. But, but triumphantly. That, that is so good. And I just want to thank the audience for being with us today. This is Lynn Baber with Jan Brookhart on Creatively Christian uh, Podcast. We're just going to, we're going to end in a prayer because we're all here for the same reason. Jesus Christ is our Lord and we love him and praise him. And anything we have from this medium to connect with you to whatever gifts he gives us for his service that he gives you for your service you know, this is the only reason that we're here. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity today for us to gather together. Some of us uh, are hearing, some of us are seeing, and Jan and I are here in the present with you. But no matter what day you listen to this, 
The Lord is with you in this moment. And I'm just going to go back to this because this is a pearl. No matter what, say not somehow, but triumphantly because the triumph belongs to Jesus Christ. It is a finished action. You are blessed. We are grateful. We are thankful. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much. Oh, and thank you, Lynn. We've been fun. I look forward to seeing what, what's coming up next. <laughs> thank you all, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening today. To see the show notes where we put resources mentioned in this episode, you can head on over to theophanymedia.com forward slash Jan. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. To join our exclusive patron community, which includes bonus episodes and so much more, go to theophanymedia.com forward slash creatively Christian. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.